results aren't going your way. It's easy to kind of like get on each other. A difference in our style, but it wasn't a difference as to who we are or what our identity as a Keep team Keep up were. to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So, uh, Colm, your real interest is not Manchester United, it is tennis. And there is a new superstar, has been born quietly, hatched almost overnight over the winter. Who is this guy and why is he so special? Uh, he's been bubbling up for a while, this Carlos Alcaraz character from Murcia in Spain. There he is there on screen for the viewers, celebrating uh, his immense weekend. Last week, he made Craig David's seven days seem like an absolute joke. <laughs> on, on Thursday, right, turn 19 and beat Cam Nari, uh, British number one, last year's Indian Wells champion. Friday beats King of Clay, Rafa Nadal on clay in his three-setter. Saturday beats Novak Djokovic, the reigning French Open champion, the world number one, in a three-set monumental three-and-a-half-hour tussle. And then on Sunday, absolutely obliterates world number three, Alexander Zverev, in the final. All back to back, back to back to back to back to back. 19 and just beaten two legends in the world number three. And it's never been done on clay to beat uh, Nadal and Djokovic one day after another. But this guy is the real deal. It wasn't like this was a, a flash in the pan of an amazing week for Alcaraz. Like he's already won the Miami Open, which is another Masters 1000 event. So it's, it's huge for your points for the end of season. ATP finals when the top eight players in the world uh, face up against each other, which has been known as you know the fifth Grand Slam, really. And at the moment, he's second in that race to get to that. So he's in pole position to play in the ATP finals. He won the Miami, Miami Open, which is actually on hard court too. So that's another surface that he's excellent on. And on the way to winning that, he beat Stefanos Tsitsipas, which was last year's uh, Roland Garros runner-up, one of the best players in the world as well. And before that this year too, he won the Barcelona Open and he won in Rio as well. Again, beating top players on the way, like Tsitsipas again. Uh, Matteo Berrettini, who was last year's Wimbledon runner-up, and Diego Schwartzman. This guy has it all. The quotes coming from the players that he's beaten over the last few days. Alexander Zverev saying that right now he was directing it to Alcaraz in his um, loser speech, which was, you are the best player in the world right now. And Alcaraz has been the best player in the world since, definitely since the Australian Open in January when Rafa Nadal won his 21st Grand Slam against Daniel Medvedev. Since then, Alcaraz has been absolutely monumental. Um, Djokovic said that He's breaking all sorts of records. He's the best player in the world this year. No question with that. That was after he lost the semi-final against them on Saturday. Nadal said he's not surprised by how brilliant Alcaraz has been. He's known Alcaraz for a long, long time. And the thing with him is, if you just go on YouTube and watch his highlights from those games that I mentioned, the Zverev, Djokovic and Nadal match, this guy is absolutely everything. He's the fastest player on tour. He's an absolutely brutal set of ground strokes in the forehand and backhand side. He is a really deft touch. Uh, thinks a lot of balls over the net when players are in the back of the court waiting for his thunderbolt of a forehand or a backhand. He's just messing with players the whole time. Um, he's the complete player and he's just turned 19. Probably the only question is his serving precision, but he actually has a brilliant uh, topspin serve as well that, again, just completely bamboozles his opponents. They go way too wide out in the court. By the time they get it back to him, he's just firing the forehand into the far side of the court. The only thing then that he really has to prove is can he do a best of five? Because everything I mentioned there, those four tournaments that he's won this year, they've all been best of three. Well, I just looked up his Australian Open results and he was beaten by Berrettini. No no shame in that. Berrettini's one of the best hardcore players in the world and that well, was the best. That was a five-setter. It went to the fifth. It went to the fifth. It went to the tie-break in the fifth. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And last year he got to the 
US Open quarter final and he was the youngest player to do that in the open era. So he's well on course. He's very young. I think in terms of winning two Masters 1000 events, the only player to do it younger than he was his hero, Nadal, who he beat the other day. And Bertini went all the way to the semis where he was beaten by Nadal. So like his form line, even from the Australian Open, is, is decent. Um, you know. But you know, the other thing with him too is that generally when a match gets tight, and especially against the Titans like Nadal and Djokovic, players tense up, they get very tight. He doesn't, he goes the other way. He actually loves the pressure and he hits even more freely. And he, he feeds off the energy of the crowd, but his record this year in 2022 has been incredible. 28 wins, three losses, that's a 90% win record. And eight of his last nine victories have been against top 10 players. So he relishes the big event. And I think for, you know, like I've been coming on here for about three years talking about tennis and inevitably we always talk about the big three in the men's side. Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, who's essentially finished now. And we're always talking about, well, is there anybody to contend with them? And you have Medvedev now, who won the US Open last year. You have Dominic Thiem, who won it the year before. Uh, Alexander Zverev is always there, thereabouts. Tsitsipas has got to a final. But they, they all, all those four players who would be probably the closest, along with Berrettini, to actually challenge the big three, they're all probably missing something. Medvedev is the best of them. Even he, consistently, is probably missing the absolute... Um, you know, cross-sport appeal of the of the big three. Alcaraz, he's only 19, but he has the potential to go past all of them and to be the best player overall. Definitely world number one in a few years' time. He's world number six now. Last year in May, he was world number 120. He's second favourite for the French Open. Is that just because of the fact that it's five sets and Nadal is heavy favourite over that duration? I, I, uh, I, but I, I think there's a name we left out. I think Djokovic could easily retain this. I, you know, Djokovic has had a terrible year, obviously didn't play the Australian Open, we covered that well. He played very little tennis actually since then. And same with Nadal, since he won the Australian Open, he won the event afterwards in Mexico, I think, um, got to the final of Indian Wells and then has taken a few weeks off. So I think um, Madrid Open, this, this one that Alcaraz won, was Nadal's first in about six weeks. Uh, Nadal and Djokovic are playing Rome this week. Alcaraz took it off because he actually got injured. Um, in the quarterfinal against Nadal. He lost that middle set 6-1 because he went over on his ankle. So that's a slight concern for him. But I would say in terms of contenders for the French Open, it's probably the hardest one to call in a long time because it was always going to be Djokovic and Nadal. Do you remember last year's semi-final was the best tennis match of the last 12 months? That coincided with the, the first day of Euro 2020, Italy against Turkey, where a lot of people actually ended up watching Djokovic and Nadal because it was so brilliant. So everyone was waiting for the rematch this year, but now this kid is coming into it. It'll be a shame if all three are on the same side of the draw, which could very likely be the case, so we won't get to see them play against each other, and it'll be the rest that will play them. But that's not confirmed yet. So it's really tough to call, but uh, it's the most exciting Grand Slam left this year. We have Wimbledon afterwards, and then the US Open to finish up. But because Nadal, obviously king of clay, uh, Djokovic is the reigning French Open champion, and now we have this kid coming in on the scene who you could argue is, you know, Definitely the best player in the world in current form, but maybe has the best all-around game in tennis, possibly. Right. He's just absolutely brilliant at everything he does, and it'll be really interesting to see if he has the longevity of the two lads. Um, and what about grass? Do we think the grass One thing we're not sure of, he lost in the second round last year in Wimbledon. We're just not sure of that, but the exact same thing was said about Nadal. Nadal got to his first Wimbledon final, I think, in 2007 and was easily beaten by Federer. Then the following year, he beat him in the all-time classic final. But Nadal, for a long time, was very poor on grass. He would, he would get knocked out at Wimbledon in the early rounds and it was really clay was his thing. And then eventually he transitioned that to hardcore too. And of course, he's won 
all four Grand Slams at least twice. So that's definitely in Alcaraz's ability to do that. I mean, as I said, the two 1,000 Masters events that he's won this year have been on clay and hardcourt. So he's just missing grass, which is really a tiny portion of the season. It's just that obviously it happens when Wimbledon happens. Yeah, and just a reminder too, because it's easy to forget, Alexander Zverev is the guy who there's an investigation hanging over after allegations yeah. by uh, an ex-girlfriend. Horrific domestic abuse allegations were made against him. The ATP have announced an investigation, but have yet to reveal any progress in that investigation. They announced it last October. Yeah. This is now, I just have to check the date, the 10th of May. And um, uh, I don't know, this is kind of taking their, dragging their heels, it appears over that of course Zverev maintains he's innocent of all the abuse allegations but he's also the guy who uh, screamed at the um, umpire that was Mexico wasn't it and banged his racket off the yeah yeah we covered that to three of us he did worse than that remember that morning seeing that video and I was thinking when was this from and it was jeez it was overnight ah, that was insane he just missed the uh, umpire's legs yeah but you know like so Zverev, ten- tennis needs somebody other than him to be uh, reaching finals and uh, good yeah and I think it is getting a bit awkward with him because He's an excellent player. He's world number three. You know, previous Grand Slam finalist was two points away from winning the US Open in 2020. Brilliant player. And I think the awkward thing is he's always in contention. You know, he's always going into the last uh, eight for our final of events. Um, And, you know, there's a big element in the room. And tennis, as usual, just does itself no favours in the way it conducts itself. And in all matters, not just the Sverdov case. But as you say, look, the investigation is underway. It's still happening. And as you also say, Sverdov... Uh, maintains his innocence. All right. Um, Alcaraz, he's your hero? Well, he's, Nick Kyrgios is a Grand Slam champion. In doubles. Remember that? I in do. doubles, yeah. I do. That was a great time. It was. A great time for tennis. Look, really I'm brought s- the fun to it and the joy. But you're a Kyrgios convert, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Certainly, he's winning me over. The only problem is, I, yeah, when, he's, when he's you, taking clay, the clay season off. He never plays clay. He's when not you, into when it. When you like, read about some of the stuff, he's, like, he's spitting in the direction of an umpire. Like, I mean, am I, I'm not oh, yeah, sure I'm going to bat for this guy. Yeah, something, he kind of lets you down at times. Does let you down. He does bring the entertainment. Does send you messages it. personally, though, so you're delighted. You're happy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That um, f- are you getting another one this year? It's around this time, isn't it? Your birthday? Uh, my birthday? Yeah. No, it wasn't for my birthday. Oh, it was for it was your wedding. Stag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not for the wedding, it was for the stag. Okay, was, yeah. these are, these are I think it is wish me happy birthday. Things. I don't think he was listening to the instructions. But yeah, Alcraz, um, no, he's just, he's so enjoyable to watch. And I w- honestly would encourage anybody to just. Uh, look it up on YouTube and like he's such a big following I was seeing the figures on those videos the highlights of Nadal Djokovic and Zverev they all have a million plus views each like you know tennis is um, really loyally followed around the world and this guy is a lot of people's heroes already just the way he plays because it's not attritional stuff he just he's just gung-ho and his precision on the ground strokes is just unbelievable even like you should actually check out the point um, to win the match against Nadal he was way out of the court Nadal had a, a net volley which he put in and it was, you know, that was for any other player that would have gone in, and that would have been the point for Nadal. Alcaraz sprints back and then just uh, top spin forehand into the far right corner, and Nadal just put his head down and was like, "Fair play, you know, incredible." It was the first time he beat Nadal actually. He had lost to him in the Indian Wells semi-final earlier in the year, so he's his hero. He beat Nadal. Nadal's not surprised. And these guys, look, these guys are getting jealous. Like Djokovic and Nadal don't like this. They don't like this kid coming on the scene. Good. So it's nicely competitive. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.